People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning and I hope you're all doing well and safe on this Friday morning. Um, it's morning over here in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and of course good night depending on who you are, wherever you are in this world and obviously the time period you're, you're viewing this. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. All of those little adjectives you guys give it, just as long as you're making sure you're aware of when episodes drop and you're following across Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music and all the other social stuff you need to keep up to date, I don't mind. As I said, people, um, happy to see you all doing well and safe. Hope you're all doing well and safe, as good as you can if you're an Arsenal fan. Yeah, man, obviously it's European action all night, well, all week, every night this week and I've done a watch along for all of them, we're going to get into all of it. I would start with the Champions League, but obviously Arsenal had to take centre stage yesterday, didn't they, people? You know, because as you lot see, out of all the English teams that are in Europe, you know, Chelsea gave themselves half a chance, City came back from behind, as did their, their fellow Manchester, um, Manchester um, neighbours in Man United. There's always one English club that's going to F it up and it had to be Arsenal and we didn't disappoint in that regard. As you lot saw, Villarreal 2, Arsenal 1, first blood to Una Emre. The only sort of thing I can say face with Arsenal is that we did look better in the second half. Villarreal did give you little insight as to how they could concede goals. We really should have grabbed two. Aubameyang should have scored that chance, but he slipped way before that. We should have created something, you know. Um, we got an away goal that saves face. But again, you know, I'm going to do a, a live stream on this at 4pm UK time. So please make sure you're following on YouTube. So I'm not going to go over the same things, but it's like you really struggle to have faith in Arteta, you know. Previously, I was prepared to give him these players aren't good enough. The owner doesn't care. And they're all true, but... He complicates things. Sometimes one plus one has to equal two, not 20,000. And a semi-final to, 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 to kind of throw Smith-Rowe at the deep end between him and Pepe doing this silly false nine thing. We're not even pressing properly. There's no shape. Disorganised, disjointed, disheartened, flat, you know, naive. You know, not really any positives. We got an away goal, you know, not that we've been good at the Emirates anyways, but if we score early on, it complicates things, you know, to be behind after... The players have to take blame because they're behind after five minutes. They're 2-0 down after 29 minutes. They've let themselves down at a set piece. And for me, the first goal was terrible, you know. We haven't pressed properly. That's why the transition from their half into our half is that easy. So Bios is an absolute joke, man, for his attempt to make a challenge. Xhaka and Maria done too easily by Chuck Weezy. Guerrero simply reacts quicker than everyone. Maybe Leno could have done better. I know Leno's had a lot of criticisms, but I'm not going to get on to Leno for that game. He actually saved us. I think way before we even asked the key, the question of, as to whether it's a keeper, what is going on? Like, really, what is going on? And Arteta shown he's not the guy. When your back's against the wall, you're meant to show bravery and, 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 and you're really meant to come out of it. And again, he just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing. Again, you don't go into a semi-final with all of that. You know, you left, we, we spoke about it, you know. Xhaka is exposed in that game. You know, this was going to be an even matchup. When you're playing Burnley and these teams and with respect to them because they beat us, when you have the lion's share of possession, you can get away with Xhaka at left back. But when there's an out-and-out out threat, you see it. You can just see Xhaka backing off and backing off. And if you are going to throw Xhaka in there, protect your players. We all know Xhaka on the best of days are walking fire hazard. Am I lying, people? We all know. No criticism. We all know. 
a manager has to understand his players. If you know Xhaka lacks pace, protect him. I didn't see anything from the wingers, anything from the midfielders to, to, to assume he's protecting him, even if he went with a back three. Again, well, how I know you don't know what you're doing because, again, Marie had an... I think Marie was quite poor, to be fair with you. But Marie lacks pace. At least if you go with someone who's a bit faster, it can save Xhaka. Instead, you didn't. And obviously, in Xhaka's defence, we lose a lot with him in, without him in midfield. Party, again, showed the good, bad and the ugly. Ceballos is just shit, pardon my language. Uh, sorry, people. He, he's, you know, I've never seen such a dream seller, bro. When he came to Arsenal, I was here in Madrid, this and that, bro. You can't, you're gonna, you can't even play in their Segunda in the in Real Madrid B. You can't even play in, in the Segunda Liga if you're gonna behave like that. It was terrible on all fronts. We're still relying on Bakayo Saka, you know. We shouldn't have had the pen, but it is where it is, people. I'll take it in it. Shameless sort of shameless living, you know. At one point, the most desire I saw from certain players was appealing that penalty decision for Pepe, where he's clearly handballed it. You know, it's not making sense. When your back's against the wall, you're meant to move serious, and the players didn't move serious. Arteta didn't move serious. You know, on one hand, I still believe a better a better set of players could get something for any manager, but at the same time. Arteta 8 showed me nothing to say you even deserve a better bunch of players because it's not as white and black to say we're going to improve. You're trying to do this Manchester City stuff. You ain't got Manchester City players. And as much as I think players have to adapt, sometimes the manager has to adapt. Certain man cannot play in their actual roles. So you can't be mix and matching. Again, it's not serious. It's really not serious. It doesn't scream serious. You know, as many people, as much as I sit here and I think that we, we, we made a risk and all of those sort of things, did we? Because the bulk of them players, body obvious, you know, you <laughs> they played against Everton and Fulham and they stunk up the dream, you know. It's terrible, you know. What I do hope is that in the second leg, Tini's fit, Louise is fit, you know. Um, what's his face? Lacquers, we miss Lacazette's pressing, we miss David Louise and we miss Fingy, in my opinion. Tini, away from their ability or what they give or don't give to the team, just them man there have an ounce of self-respect. You can see them galvanising the troops. Ultimately, it was terrible. And for me... Listen, things go wrong in life, innit? How many times have you lot planned something in your own life to perfection and then there's a spanner in the works? That's what happens in football. But you have to adapt and adapt fast. I never saw no adaptation. There's nothing wrong with one... Listen, in isolation, I don't mind Jack a left-back. I don't mind a false nine. But give me reasons to not sit here after the game and say these sort of things. You have to get it right, people. There's nothing wrong with the system. but And also, when you see the system is not working, you have to switch it up. I'm not saying be knee-jerk, but you could see certain things aren't working. For me, the press, there's no pressing, there's no focal point. Everton away, we've been down this road. We played with Eddie and Ketty at that day. But you see what happens when you have ball-playing centre-halves. You do not pressure them. You're encouraging them to play football. Is it any coincidence? Foyf is Foyf a centre-half. You know, he's running forward so much, man pulled his hamstring. Maybe if he had to defend more, he might be available still for Villarreal. You know, he's having the joy. It's very disjointed. It's lacking coordination. What the hell have we been working on or were working on all week? There's no positives and it's Arteta's arrogance, you know. Sometimes the man just needs to call a spade a spade. You can have, you know, the tight tracksuits. You can have the, 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 the fancy socks. You can have the Copa Mundials. You can have the designer clothes. You know, you can look the part. But when you get beneath that, you've got to show something. And there's clearly something with Arteta. He's won big games. He's won an FA Cup. But... You've exposed yourself yet again, time and time again. Third defeat in all comps in a row. Obviously, it's very disjointed. Arteta speaks about learning our lessons from Olympiacos. We haven't. I said in the build-up on YouTube, I was going to learn a lot about Mikel Arteta today. And I did. When the pressure's on, you don't know what the hell's going on, you know. 
change your tactics when you see things aren't working. So, Bios, there's no good after the game sitting there and telling me, yeah, I was going to take him off. Bro, take him off. You could see, yes, it's a harsh yellow card. The ref was a mare for both teams. You know, we shouldn't have had a pen. It's not a yellow card um, for the second yellow. But again, you knew, while Sobaos, I don't feel, deserved the yellow card for that for that particular challenge. You could There was a couple before that. You could see that this man is not going to, he's going to get sent off. And bro, Sobaos, a coward. I have to say you're a coward. You're a selfish coward. This is why you don't play for Real Madrid. It's all me, me, me. You know, you're immature on and on the football field. You show yourself you're immature off the football field. You know, it's good that you're talking about the Premier League. You prefer La Liga. But what team are you going to play for? Like I said, when you return to your homeland, you're playing in Segunda. And again, terrible return to your homeland. You know, you're not in the Spain. You weren't in the latest Spanish squad. It's a, it's a, you know, it's all, it's an all Spanish affair of sorts in that it's Mikel versus Emery. Again, there's a lot of interest. I bet Luis Enrique was watching that and you're not going to play. So Bios sums up Arsenal, he looks the part, but he isn't the part. He's got the nice hair, can do the flicking trick when the sun's shining, he looks great, but it can't do the basics. How can you be a midfielder and you can't do the basics? So Bios is dead, man. Proper crap. I can't lie to you. Absolute joke. I felt sorry to a degree for Xhaka. He got exposed. You know, Xhaka's out here trying to nutmeg people as well, in, in, in basically next to his goal. I don't know what he's on. Arteta ultimately showed he's out of his depth, you know, because you don't do this in the semi-final. Or if you do, you give and take, man. You bloody well have to get it right. I saw nothing to suggest we worked on... We did... Sorry, people. I went... Sorry, people. I'm... I've had a brain fart, man. Like... You've, you, I don't. I didn't see nothing to suggest we worked on something all week. Like again, I've seen him try to do false nine with William. Try it with Joel Willock. Is dead. Smith Rowe does press and he ran himself into the ground, but it's not his thing, you know. And again, they're disjointed. There's no point one man pressing, one man sitting off. It's disjointed. They had the freedom of the park, people. How much time they had on the ball? Leno saved our bacon with some of the some of the shots in the second half. And like I said, we got a penalty we scored. But we had two shots on target, people. One of those was the penalty. We were 2-0 down after 30 minutes. The, you know... Let ourselves down at a set piece. Second best for Moreno. Switching off for um, Albio to pull it in. Joking. You know, uh, Emre didn't come here to play. He tried to put Arsenal in his zoo. And I think he's going to do that. You know, I hope we turn it around. But the less said on Arsenal Football Club in relation to this, the better. Let's just deal with Newcastle away. For me, give Balogun a start. Give Aubameyang some minutes. Give some other players some minutes. And it is what it is, man, in that regards, people. Like, it's absolutely terrible. Now... Manchester United won 6-2. They turned it around in the last half an hour or so, people. You know, it was a bit of a clinic, you know. Pogba needs to work on his tackles, but I feel Pogba, Bruno, Cavani all did very well. You know, shout out to the rest of them because, they, you know, there were other people. The only criticisms you can have about Man United is those two goals they conceded. They were both goals that I'm sure they'll look again in training and say it didn't need to happen. I think Roma's backup keeper is terrible. Um, obviously, Smalling had a return to you know, Old Trafford to forget. Um, Edin Dzeko and Mkhitaryan thought it was going to be wavy. No. Um, you know, United did their job. Obviously, there's two away goals there from Roma and you've got to... You've got to be wary, but they're in the final now and they've got every chance of winning this this trophy. You know, it could have been an all English final. Not that I care who Arsenal play. Terrible. You know, United doing what Arsenal couldn't. Coming back from behind, showing bottle and credit to their players and their manager, really. You know, United again. If they get Europa League and probably, you know, Villarreal, I hope Emre wins it, of course, but... If they win Europa League and finish second, as much as I don't feel Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is levels or can take the club forward, well, you can't sack him. 
You can sack him realistically because we know he's not levels, but you can't sack him. You know? Just wish Mikel Arteta, if you never had this arrogance. And for me, from a business point of view, Arteta is harm. Like, even if you just care about, you don't care about football, surely from a business point, point of view, Arteta is harming you. Because the players are poor, but Arteta has let himself down time and times again in the league, right? The FA Cup, we all know what it gave Arsenal, right, in terms of Europe. You went out of that the first time at basketball, the early stages. This is your only chance to get it right, to return to the Champions League, to be in a final for yourself, you know, to potentially try and win two trophies in, what, let's just call it two years at Arsenal. Say what you want. You can't suck a man for that. You weren't on it. You weren't on it, you know. You can look the part, you can be Pep's assistant, but you're not Pep, be yourself, you know. If you genuinely thought false nine was the best and what you did was the best, then for me, it's terrible. But like I said, United did their thing and, you know, it's going to be a United-Villarreal final bar in a miracle. That's the Europa League, people. And it is what it is firmly in that regard. Like, I, like you can see, I'm still... I wouldn't say I'm bitter. I'm not bitter with Villarreal. I'm not even bitter with the ref. I'm bitter with the performance, man, because it's another one where... I'm not finding positives because there really is none, but it's like if you woke up, played a bit like how you did in the second half, you could have done well. And it's got to the point, even Saka's getting mad. You could hear Saka. Saka is saying, well, he thinks we're better than them. You can't start a semi-final like that, you know. And the players like Saka, Tini, these guys, they're going to look around and you lot are going to start stagnating if Arsenal continue to do this BS, people. Moving away from that and getting into the Champions League, Real Madrid won, Chelsea won. Pulisic got Chelsea off to a good start with Benzema. Um, I did feel the first, well, let's call it the first 20 minutes was slow from Real Madrid. But other than that, you know, Benzema had a good game. Modric turned on the style. You know, the three at the back kind of worked slash didn't work. I think I think Varane and Militao had to wake up. And when they did, they did all right. Nacho struggled. Calvajal, before he came off, struggled. Um... Yeah, man, Werner missing tappings again, you know, nothing new there, the sky is blue in that regard, Pulisic well taken finish, but that defending was terrible, they all backed off and backed off and backed off, it's like he saw Werner and said, you know, F it, I have to do it all myself, really and truly, Kante, what boss performance from Kante, and you know, Thomas Tuchel stands for a good chance, if you make a Champions League final, you qualify top four and you've got a FA Cup and you took over at the half-time period. It, we don't know where his career is going to be at Chelsea long-term, you know. Such is the life of a manager, even if he wins these things and he's shaky next year. Man can lose their jobs, but, you know, Thomas Tuchel, you can't disagree. He's been a fantastic manager for Chelsea and it's another big game. He's come out the other side, you know, and I think this is what happens. Unlike Arteta, clarity in tactics, a proper system and all of those sort of things. Again, there would have been bare question marks if they didn't win that. But again, he, you know, that's someone who understood. You know, he pulled he pulled out Reese James and Callum Hudson-Odoi and went with Dave Aspilicueta at fullback. Obviously, he's gone with the three at the back anyways. And what a pass it was from Rudiger as well, I believe, for Pulisic's goal, you know. He took the risk with Jorginho because he's got a Mount and a Kante in there and on top of playing a back three. You know, I think Chelsea did what they needed to do. I think Real Madrid needed to wake up and I think a point on the scheme of things is, 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 is a man said a point. I think a draw is the best of things. Obviously, Chelsea got an away goal. You'd probably back themselves to score again. Real Madrid had a lot of possession. They didn't really do much with it. They had 20 more passes than, than Chelsea, but they had one shot on target. You don't shoot, you don't score. You know, it was a good finish from Benzema as well. Showed how good he is. But, you know, that's that tie's got it all to play for. God, it be moving away from that. And it was all terrible for PSG. You know, they capitulated. You know, they ended ended the game with a red card, two down. Um, 
I don't. I wouldn't blame Navas necessarily because I think the two goals, bro. One, his line needs to do a bit better, and you know, Kevin De Bruyne that cross. Psh, what's going on? But at the same time, I've, I, I told you, look, Navas is not. Navas is extremely overrated as a goalkeeper in today's day and age. He might be good. He has his moments, but even in that game when City were down, there was a couple of times he had to handle it. He looked shaky. You know, Navas is a shaky keeper. And I'm sorry, you know, the work, the term world class is thrown around way too often. If Navas is world class, the game is in the gutter. That's not to what you call a world-class goalkeeper. Terrible performance, you know. I can't lie, both goals, they're not necessarily just his fault, but come on now. He's watching the whole cross. That should, Kevin De Bruyne should not score. That set piece, God strike me down if I'm lying. Say what you want about that wall, and that wall is soft from PSG. But everyone who was there on my watch long, and the, the beautiful thing about YouTube... You know, there's timestamps. You lot can actually go back on my YouTube channel and, and see everything, you know, what I've said. I said it at the time. I was like, bro... Morris hits the target, he's scoring. Forget the wall, you could see Navas's positioning. It's terrible. I'm no goalkeeping coach, hell, I'm no ex-footballer at this level, but you could see it. Football's a simple game. Lo and behold, the wall cracks, Navas lets it in. Terrible keeper. You know, it got off to a great start. Mekinhos scored via a set piece where City should have done a lot better. I think City, you know, they struggled in the final third. There was no ideas really when they got there and they were quite slow and lacklustre. It's like they weren't really trying to score. You know, the false nine, we was criticising it. You know, really, they've scored two goals where it's come out of nowhere. But you've got to credit, you've got to credit them. They had desire, they had work ethic, they believed in themselves, really, and they kept going. It don't matter how you score. I do think it's a game, it was a terrible game. And based on the way people are talking about Kevin De Bruyne and Phil Folding and that, you would have thought they played very well. They didn't, you know. I think Carl Walker didn't go forward enough. I think Bernardo and Mares were two City players who, who were at it from the start, people. You have to big up Zinchenko as well. He came off the bench and I felt made a positive difference at left at left back, you know. Obviously, I thought the big decision was no... was no um, What's his face? Fernandinho. From a, Manchester, from a PSG perspective, Poch, you know, Baca, did, Baca looked overruled by the occasion. Florenzi, Florenzi didn't look technically up to the level. Idris Gay, you know, he spoiled it and he still has them moments of madness like he does, um, like he did at Everton. You know, I did think Verratti, Di Maria and Neymar were quite good, but again, it wasn't enough. I didn't see Kylian Mbappe all game, you know. He's running into stupid areas. He's trying skills when there's no need. He's shown, as great as he is, he showed his age, really, you know. PSG have it all to do, you know. Look at City, they've got two away goals now. The thing is, you probably back PSG to score, but not if they play like that. And City have every chance of making the final, you know. There's every chance both Manchester clubs hold both European titles. And what, a suit? Manchester Manchester Derby Super Cup, it could be that. There's every pos prospect of that. I do, obviously. I hope it's a French side and obviously an English side in, in, in it because our Arsenal can win. But we're out of this thing, man. All the English clubs have half a chance, really and truly. You know, City, Chelsea, United, everybody else did their job in Europe apart from one club, really and truly. You know, I did feel in the game for Chelsea to go back. Um, Pulisic's positioning was, was quality. Kante was driving forward, man. Um, and I did think Chelsea, for large parts, broke with numbers, but the end product was letting them down. Um, Foden, I can't get away with it. Phil Foden should have scored as well in the, in the game against... Um, against PSG, missed an absolute tapping, people, an absolute tapping. But while I think Man City were very passive, very second best, very slow in the final third, in the first half, it's how you end the game, really. And it's about having one system, realising it's not working and tweaking things. That's the difference, like you saw with Pep. So, yeah, man, if you didn't know already, it was, you know, 
A 2-1 win for Manchester City against PSG. It's 1-1 between Real Madrid and Chelsea. It's 2-1 between Villarreal and Arsenal. And it's 6-2 in the Manchester United versus Roma game. Shout out to Mason Greenwood for adding a goal as well. And lovely to see that young lad getting his confidence back. Because I, I'm not saying United fans. I just feel football fans in general, and especially at England level, they big up these players and then they try to crash them off. It's like everyone's going to go back to being Mason Greenwood's best friend, but they ripped my man off because he's had a bit of a up and down season because he's a young man. Obviously, you know, it's like Phil Foden's been able to be forgiven for his little misdemeanor in Iceland or whatever. While you look at Greenwood, he's still having to pay for it, you know. So it's lovely to see. And I always say it, one thing for these young players you can remember, these people don't give a crap about you. Never mistake praise for love they don't love you they like what you can do and the minute you're out of form or looking shaky they'll never forget to remind you of that you know that's just my humble opinion so it is what it is in that regards man European football was a Mazzolini the positive is that you know we now can move to the Premier League. I say positive, bro. We've been getting ourselves handed to us in the Premier League. It feels like we lost to, to Fulham. I said three losses in a row for Arsenal because ever, the, the Fulham game feels like an L, innit? It's terrible from us, man. We're on some nonsense this season. So I don't know where I'm getting at, but I just hope Arsenal rest players. You know, I'd love to see Balogun start or Martinelli start. Give the young Gs them some opportunities. Rest some players. You know, Lacazette, if fit. Aubameyang should get some minutes, in my opinion. Um, Lacazette, Tierney, if it can, they play minimal minutes. Give them little, you know, minutes in the legs going into Thursday. So let's look at the Premier League action, people. I know I don't want to either, man. I don't want to either. Please make sure you do your FPL teams, people, because tonight is Southampton versus Leicester City. You know, make sure you're, you know, you've done your FPL teams. You don't want to get shagged on that. Tomorrow sees Crystal Palace against Manchester City from 12.30. You've got Brighton against Leeds. You've got Chelsea against Fulham. You know, that's a that's a derby, a West London derby or technically a South West London derby. Um, to close Saturday, you have Everton versus Aston Villa. Pardon me. Oh, you've got some tasty games on Sunday. I'm not going to cap people. You've got Newcastle versus Arsenal people. Um... Newcastle versus Arsenal, as I said, um, which is going to be a tasty one. Arsenal away from home. We did win the game in the last leg or the return fixture at the Emirates, but I feel we only returned it because um, we only won that return fixture because Newcastle tried to attack us rather than being that low block. And lo and behold, the game opens up. It's a bit stretched. You then see link-up play between our final third. Again, Newcastle got a point off, off Liverpool. Fortunately for us, Joe Willock can't play in this, but it's a decision we're going to have to make, people. Um, so, yeah, we kick off at 2 o'clock against Newcastle. Follow me. Oh, I might do two watch-alongs, people. You've got Manchester United versus Liverpool at 4.30. Again, Liverpool's form has been on the toilet. And even when they have played half-decent in games, they've let themselves down and not closed out games. Man United, say what you want about them. They're doing what they need to do, people. I know they drew their last game nil-nil with Leeds, but they've been doing what they need to do. As I said at the start, they're on the prospect of a European trophy hunt. You know, they could, they're going to finish in the, in, in the top four. So really and truly, the, the handbrake's off. Will they rest players? Obviously, you've got to respect the fixture, respect the fact that Liverpool aren't in anything else. I'm not sure. You've got Spurs against Sheffield United as well. Hopefully, Sheffield United can travel to Spurs and give them something. Um, but I don't see it. Obviously, Spurs and Ryan Mason, they're fresh off, fresh off 
losing the cup final and they need to get back on the boat. On Monday, folks, you see West Bromwich Albion against Wolves and Midlands Derby. You've got Burnley against West Ham from 8.15 as well. So once again, you've got Southampton against Leicester, Crystal Palace against Man City, Brighton versus Leeds, Chelsea versus Fulham, Everton versus Villa, Newcastle United versus Arsenal, Manchester United and welcome Liverpool at 4.30 on Sunday to Old Trafford. Spurs versus Sheffield United on Sunday. On a Monday to close up this game week, you've got West Brom versus Wolves. And to end it, you've got Burnley against West Ham. Now, to be fair, Burnley, last game they played, they scored four. And they were still running it into the corner flag, people. So make of that what you will. Um, so, yeah, man, that's that from a footballing, a footballing perspective or a footballing point of view, folks, people. In terms of other news, you know, apparently, you know, I don't agree with this feel-good, do-nothing sort of stuff, people. But I'm sure you've all seen, you know, all the football clubs and that are going to begin their social media blackout phase for a day or two. Again, in principle, it sounds like a good idea in solidarity, but it's think-good, do-nothing. It's one of those things where it... it People can just close their phone or go to sleep knowing that they've tried to make a difference. It doesn't mean anything. We live in a day and age, as I keep saying, people will tweet. When a, when a tragedy happens, you know, people will tweet, tweet, praying for this, praying for that. They're not praying. It's a tweet. They're going back to their lives. It's just like, this is just what England, what we do in England, in all aspects of racism. Say no to racism boycotting, racism is bad, feel good, do nothing factors, you know, wasting money, wasting finances, wasting energy, because come on now, social media blackout is great, but okay, 24 hours after it happens, what happens then, you know, it's great, but how is there any changes, how does this get any changes from, from social media outlets, it's not, it's not thought through, is it, I don't have the answers, but you can tell, this is nothing, you know, it's not helping, and it's taking people for idiots, and it's a bit like the kneeling thing, I'm not against the knee for what it's worth, but it's become a token gesture, man don't know why they're kneeling, I'm doing watch-alongs, I'm not even focused on the kneeling, you're just kneeling for the sake of it. What's going on there? Yeah, you might get a little powerful moment from Lacazette against Slavia Prague, but what the hell is done the next day? It's not making sense. So it's terrible in that regards. But you lot already knew, knew that really and truly. And if you do support it, then I think you're very naive and really don't understand the, 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 the task we have at play. In terms of other news people, you know, Ryan Giggs apparently was upset about not being in the Hall of Fame, whether he deserves to or not. In the Premier League is another thing. I say that because not of the player. The player's amazing. The, the person's a scumbag. We all know what he did to his brother. And, you know, he's been in light in terms of, you know, domestic abuse, which is a very serious case. And again, sympathy for the victims or the alleged victims. Again, because not only does it rob you physically of your health, mentally these scars, and it costs you relationships, not just with future love interests, but with, you know, any sort of, male or female, who's whoever's on the receiving end is quite appalling. And, you know, if I look at it, people, Ryan Giggs pleads not guilty to domestic abuse charges. Former Manchester United footballer Ryan Giggs has pleaded not guilty to three charges of domestic abuse against his ex-partner and her sister. So, bro, you must have been moving, man. Um, Giggs, 47, appeared at Manchester United, Manchester, man said Manchester United, at Manchester Magistrates Court on Wednesday to face chances, charges, sorry, of assaulting his ex- Kate Gerval and engaging in controlling or coerced behaviour towards her between December 2017 and and November last year. So what? This has been a three-year period um, <clears throat> of, I assume, physical and emotional and, like, like he's saying, you know, manipulation sort of thing. Apparently, the assault is alleged to have happened at his home in Salford on the 2nd of November. Giggs is also accused of beating Emma on the same date. 
Um, Emma um, Gerval, she's believed to be Kate's sister. So again, this is just a madness. And like I said, my thoughts, prayers and sympathies with not just the, these alleged victims, but anyone who's been on the receiving end of things like this, you know. It's not that it's down to you lot to have strength and it's not that I can say anything, but you lot are stronger than your situations. You lot are stronger than cowards that do things like this, you know. In Ryan Giggs's case, allegedly, you know, I'll have to give him that. But, you know, thoughts and prayers and I believe in guilty until proven innocent, at least when it comes to certain things like this, like rape, bare other stuff, you know. There's just certain things you don't want to attach to your name and, you know, maybe Giggs is being done dirty, but, psh, you know, there's too much madness. Apparently, Giggs appeared in the dock for his first court appearance as the three charges against him were read out and he pleaded. He entered his not guilty plea. He's on bail until the 26th of May. His bail conditions prevent him from contacting Kate or Emma or giving or going to any address there at people. The charge of controlling or coerce behaviour in an immediate or family relationship was introduced in the Serious Crime Act in 2015. Giggs is accused of having repeatedly or continuously engaged in behaviour which was controlling, coercive, namely used violence, isolation, belittling, humiliation, harassment, degradation and abuse towards Kate, to whom at the time of the behaviour you were personally connected with that you were in an intimate relationship. That behaviour having a serious effect on her and you knew or ought to have known that that behaviour would have a serious effect on her. Which, boy, you know, hopefully the victims get justice. Ryan Giggs, well, you scumbag anyways, really and truly, aren't you? So, great footballer, you know, can't quite say the same in the vein as a man. And obviously, I don't know him personally, but it is where it is. Also, I'd have to say, apparently UEFA have joined in on English football club social media blackout people, you know, in which the, 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 the president's taking a mick because when it comes to taking a real stand over racism, you show your ass time and time again. I'd rather you just tell black and ethnic minorities that you don't care. Because I admire honesty. If you're out, I'd be mad. But you're telling me you don't care rather than you're, you're telling me you care and you can You're giving me these condescending things. And the best I'm seeing is to say no to racism. When, when there's a chance to make a proper claim, psst, there's not. And, and for football in general, because it's a bit away from UEFA, but that Bulgarian FA member who was being racist is now back working. Psst, lo and behold, people. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to read UEFA's statement. because I was going to, but then, you know, I don't believe in it. Why am I going to waste time speaking of it, people? It's absolutely terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. Um, if we look at anything that's kind of happened, you know, I'm sure if you saw in La Liga, Barcelona missed a chance to go top of La Liga because they lost to Granada. I'm sure you all saw De Jong picked a terrible pass out to Messi when he could have squared it across the goal. Um, I'm sure you've all seen Nagelsmann's been confirmed as the Bayern Munich manager for next season and it firmer can, you know, I know a lot of people talk about 50 plus one rule, but again, I was doing a lot of research and I, I do want it, but there are negatives. You look at, you look at Germany, you know, you really do stop investment or, and whatnot. There's ways around it also. Again, Nagelsmann, they've paid 20 odd million for him allegedly in compensation. I've told you lot, I think that's where football is going. You're going to see managers go out on loan soon nice if Arteta could go out on loan um, so yeah Naguzma will be the next manager of Bayern, of Bayern Munich um, Harvey Barnes has been ruled out for the rest of the season and any slim hopes he had of playing for England in the Euros is now gone apparently Danny Ings is facing a battle for the Euros now it could be an interesting Euros because I, I can't remember it's gone from 23 to like 26 players now so there's that crucially three more players can roll um, so that's going to be that 
in that regard. Apparently, though, Danny Ings is in a race to be fit for the um, European Championships after he suffered an injury in the 2-1 defeat against Spurs. So he's definitely going to be out along with Ryan Bertrand for the game against Leicester today. Sorry, Leicester fans. Uh, Leicester, well, good, good luck to Leicester fans. Sorry, Southampton lads. Um, Jesse March has been appointed Leipzig head coach, people. You know, he's quite a decent coach, the American. We're keen to see that. Apparently, Brendan Rodgers has said no to the Spurs job. And why would he say yes to Arsenal or Spurs? There's a, you know, the squads are shit. The, the, you have to wonder if the owner cares. Why would you want to risk your reputation? Leicester are doing better than Arsenal. They're going to be in the Champions League. You know, Europe for another season. He's got players tied down, you know. He's got players... That squad hasn't hit his whole potential. He's better yet riding that cycle to the wheels fall off. Then when Leicester looks look shaky moving, he's got no... He's, there's no reason to move. He's been allowed to build his squad. People connected with all levels of the club are singing from the same hymn sheet. He's got a... You know, the squad's even quite, quite young, you know. Kalechi's not that old. Barnes isn't that old. Madison ain't that old. James Justin sadly injured and there's many other things. He hasn't even seen these players hit full prime. Obviously, if the if the team got for Farner as well, if the team got torn up and certain things, then it's a problem. I'd also like to say, I don't like to praise the Premier League, but also, I've said it before, shout out to the referees and whatnot for allowing footballers, specifically Muslim footballers, to, to break their fast when they can. I think the Premier League look, need to look to officially incorporating, you know, when Ramadan falls with, you know, football, football being played in the evening or whenever, can, you know, we look after the Muslim brother, brothers them, you know, delay, if it means delaying kickoff by a little piece, you know, delaying um, the, the restart by a little piece, as was shown in Leicester's last game, to allow them to get some water, to get something down, down, down the, in the system, you know, obviously... We all know physically why footballers need need a lot of fuel. So all of these Muslim footballers, they get my, you know, they get my applaud. When I see the way Fufan is playing, you know, not, not to say these are the only two, of course, but, you know, I'm seeing the way Hakim Ziyech is playing at Wembley in the semi-final against City. The man, he's, he's running on E, you know, again, yes, he's been fasted. It's crazy, you know, and the mental strength as well. Again, as well, and it's been, you know, it's, it's poor day in London right now, but it's no more time on top of that. It's been boiling hot. And you start thinking about water and things like that. So I praise all the Muslim Muslims in general for the for the for the for the massive self discipline. Like I did the fasting thing last year, and I saw it out to the end. But it was a struggle mentally more than anything, man. Especially when like I'll be playing football, and you're not necessarily thinking about food or water, but you know your friend who isn't Muslim or isn't involved in this or isn't trying it like me, they're back in water and they're not being malice or having it in front of your face. But when you're seeing it, you know, it's like being in a desert. A man gives you a, a man gives you some peanut water. You're going to be jumping for joy or you're going to be looking at it a bit mad. So mentally, it requires a lot. So shout out to all of them people. I'm sure you've all seen as well. The big six executives have resigned from their respective roles within the Premier League people. So their committee roles, you know, all big six or people that allegedly tried to join the Super League, um, you know. As 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 requested, it wasn't by chance, you know. Richard Master declared that they all should stand down. So again, that goes for Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Spurs, and United. They've all stepped down, so they don't really have, they have probably less of a say. It is well, it is in that regards, people. Like I said, it's a slow news day. There isn't really anything else to speak about, really and really and truly. Um, as I said, all those Muslim footballers get my get my applause, people. In fact, an article has just come out on, on Muslim footballers on in the Athletic during Ramadan, people, which is quite good. You know, I'm going to read it. I wish I read it before, people. Um, 
when you look at it, the interesting point I've seen so far, the Premier League will see eight more matches with an 8pm kickoff before Ramadan's conclusion on the on May the 12th or May the 13th in the UK, subject to the to the sighting of the moon. Um, Monday's game against Crystal Palace was the third in which Fofana has started for Leicester since beginning to fast, with all three games commencing at least 14 hours after he last ate or had any water. So the man's running on E4 close to a whole day again, they get my applause and it's not just footballers, you know. I'm sure there's doctors, Muslim doctors, Muslim firefighters, you know, Muslim bricklayers. It don't matter what sort of role, you know. All Everything in life is physically demanding. You need energy. So, you know, it's, 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 it's you can't call them anything other than superheroes because this is amazing, you know. This is, like I said, the mental strength. The mental strength. 14 hours and, and you're going to play football, Premier League, you know. Madness. Absolute madness. So like I said, shout out to all of them, man. You know, obviously you've got, you know, there's many, there's many Muslim footballers. You've got Paul Pogba as well. You've got many of them in it. So again, we need to, in this day and age, we need to tailor for rules. So if we can, you know, I wouldn't say bend the rules because it's not bending the rules, but tailor the rules so that everybody can have a level playing field as much as they can. Why not? I can't lie, there isn't anything else to really speak about, though, people. So I hope you all have a great afternoon. It's Friday, especially if you're over in the UK. You've got a long weekend. Hopefully, it's a bank holiday to remember. Um, everyone else around the world, I hope you're doing well and safe. Please make sure you're following on Spotify, on Apple and the rest of it. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube where the bulk of the content comes from. You know, links are all in the descriptions. Deludigula04 on all socials. Please make sure you're following on Instagram if you're not going to do anything more. I need to get to 10k so I can actually just do the swipe up feature. On that note though, it's been amazing speaking with you lot, but all good things have to come to an end. I'll be back again on Tuesday, people, for a next edition of the Deluded Podcast where we'll, I'll review all the Premier League action and obviously we'll look to, forward towards the European action and any talking points that arrive from now until then. But until then, people, I'm going to have to love you and leave you. So like I said, if you want more of your DG fix, YouTube is the place. If you're just here exclusively for the podcast, we'll meet again soon. But for now, people, deluded, I'm out. God bless. Stay safe, people. Out.